Ogumba Wale for the win. You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked On Women's Basketball. Erica Ayala here, your Tuesday, Thursday host. And tonight we start the 2020 WNBA playoffs. That's right. The Wubble playoffs are upon us. And I'm going to get you ready so you don't miss nothing. I'm excited. I hope you're excited. In case you missed the action, of course, Amy Otterbert and Gabe Ibrahim had you covered on Monday. Wednesday, Lindsey Gibbs is going to give you a little bit of, of what we see tonight and what we can expect Thursday. And I'll come back and give you an overview of what we saw in the social justice realm and what we can expect for the playoffs and um, a few other things today on today's show. We're going to go over clutch performers. So these are the statistical category leaders, assists, rebounds, points. We're going to go over that. We're going to go over some players that, I mean, just made history this season. Some great moments in the Wubble. And then, of course, I will get you ready for the matchups. I've been speaking to a lot of people. Shout out to Pepper Persley, Dishing with Pepper. Got to speak to her about some of my picks. Uh, I know that Tamarin Spurl had an amazing write-up in the New York Times. So there's lots of predictions, lots of people putting out their ballads for end-of-season awards. And we already know Gabe and Amy have done that for Locked On Women's Basketball. I've done it here and there. Um, Debbie Antonelli, <laughs> she had some Antonelli awards that she gave out. So it is definitely awards season for sure. But the big prize at the end of the season, of course, is the WNBA championship trophy and, of course, the ring that comes with it. Again, you're listening to Locked On Women's Basketball. You can follow us on social media at locked on wbb and make sure you're following us i have teased out a little bit of uh of what we'll talk about today Uh, one of my favorite clips from doing the show so far james wade let me play a little bit for you here's what james wade said at shoot around the day after i don't know i don't know just i don't know it's not on us we respect the game. I mean, I don't even know how it works in the pros. In colleges, you could send clips to officials, quarters that, hey, you know, can you we check the plays and see we you're all right? 40, we sent 46 clips. We did that. Okay. I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'm not throwing balls at people. I'm not hitting people in the head. I'm not threatening people. So, I don't know. Coach, I wanted to go to an earlier point you had uh, uh, said to Doug. Um, did you say you had sent in 46 clips? Yep. Um, and is that including last season? I know you had mentioned in the past uh, that you had sent in clips to the league office uh, in, after some games with the Aces, um, or is that just this season? No, I sent in 46 clips from last game. That's right. James, 46 clips, Wade, that is going to come into play later in the episode. But first, let's go over what we saw in the final week 
You know, I like to give you the biggest winners, I'll give you the biggest losers, and some of the outstanding performances that we saw. And this week's recap will include some of those clutch performers. So let's get into it. Biggest winners. We have to go Washington Mystics here. They get that final spot. Not the number one spot like they did last year, but they get the final playoff spot. And Washington needed to win. Dallas defeated the New York Liberty earlier in the season. Had Dallas lost that game, and I'm going to go over that game a little bit later in the show, Had Dallas lost that game, Washington would have been in. Dallas wins. That means Washington has to win over Atlanta. They get the win. They get into the playoffs. So congratulations to the Washington Mystics. Although what I'm not here for is some of these takes on pizza. You know who you are. Rating New York pizza lower on some WNBA wobble season playoff pettiness. That's low. That's low. (laughs) all love to Jasmine Brown and Blake Dudonis, two of my good friends, but I like to tease them a little bit. Also, shout out to JB Sweets. I got my Cinnabons in the mail yesterday. I I couldn't even take a picture because you know what? I was so excited to heat them up and, and eat them, but they were good. Anyway, Not a sponsor, but we're open to it. Jazz, JB Sweets. Um, (laughs) Other biggest winners, other than me for getting Cinnabons in the mail, the Las Vegas Aces. They win out and are the regular season champions by way of securing the top seed. And they defeated the Seattle Storm to get that playoff win. In the game against Seattle and the Las Vegas Aces for the number one spot, We did not see Brianna Stewart or Sue Bird suit up for the Storm. And this was a close one. So Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart, Stewie, do not play for the Seattle Storm. Las Vegas gets the 86-84 win. So it was down to the wire. Let me break it down quarter by quarter for you. Seattle wins the first quarter 27-20. Las Vegas wins the second quarter, 26 to 18. In the third quarter and fourth quarter, the score line was 22-18. Identical third and fourth quarters. But in the third quarter, Seattle won the third quarter, 18-22. Las Vegas won the fourth quarter, 22-18. These two teams, if that box score doesn't show you, these two teams are very well matched. But let's remember... Let's see, Asia Wilson dropped a 23-piece. Dierica Hamby, hello. You know, here's the thing. I'm going to get into Dierica in a minute. Also dropped 23 points. So big, big time game for those two. Both played uh, 30 minutes or more. Asia Wilson just over, just a hair over 30 minutes. Clocking in 30 minutes, 5 seconds. Dierica Hamby, 32 minutes, 34 seconds. Now, why am I mentioning minutes? Well, because you know how many minutes Sue Bird and Diana, or excuse me, Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart played? They played zero minutes, and Seattle only lost by two. You know, it was announced late that these two weren't going to be in the starting lineup. I suppose some of that is to get into the head of their opponent, but come on. Once we knew they had a top two seed, I had no reason to believe we would see Stewie or Bird 
because uh, they need rest, especially Sue Bird. She's been dealing with that nagging knee injury. Brianna Stewart having a, a healthy and arrested Stewie. That seems pretty. That sounds pretty dangerous to me. So um, Asia Wilson put in a lot of miles in this game to get this game to secure the win. And here's another thing: Does the top seed mean anything? I don't know. Uh, I think it means that the DJ plays your home game, your home team music throughout the playoffs. In this wobble season, no fans, no home court advantage. Everyone's living in the same area, has access to the same food, access to the same type of equipment for treatment. So how much is home court air? I'm using big air quotes here. You can't see me because this is a podcast. I'm using air quotes here. How much does that home court advantage matter? Eh, Who knows? Um, But resting players like all stars, like champions, probably means a whole lot in this crazy wobble season. I've been on the the Zoom circuit, as I like to call it. Uh, was with the Connecticut Sun yesterday. We'll get into their game Uh, in a little bit, their playoff matchup. But talking to Kurt Miller, having a few days off, the Connecticut Sun were able to run a full practice. (laughs) Teresa Plaisance talked about, you know, the joy of being able to run a full court practice. You know, I think the, the line she gave us was, you know, it was great to you know, be able to cross the half court line because games every other day, teams are not running full practices. And for teams that have not been together, they have new elements, whether they're veterans or not, that makes a big difference. So, you know, Seattle resting its players also makes a big difference. And we'll see how much that plays into potentially what we see in the playoffs. So again, Washington Big winner for getting that eight spot. They're the last ones in. Dallas, ooh, on the other side of the coin, biggest losers, Dallas. You know, and and a loser just sounds so harsh, but you just feel for Dallas. They get their win over New York. I talked about last week that they really needed to win two of their three games. They dropped two games, which is why Washington was even in contention. If Dallas had gotten a win over Chicago or over Seattle, different story. But here's what happened. They were right in the mix with Seattle earlier in the week. But in the fourth quarter, Sue Bird and Satu Sabali collide heads first. They literally headbutt. And then... Sabali, I think, lands on Sue Bird, which is why her knee gets agitated. So Satu Sabali out on concussion protocol for the Chicago game and for the New York game. Sue Bird out trying to keep that knee good. So really tough to see that Sabali, who was bringing Dallas back, they were fighting and clawing to stay within, you know, a one-two possession game. And then, boom, Satu Sabali goes down with a concussion. Really shaken up. Didn't return for the remaining two games of the season. 
And um, that's really tough. So Dallas literally hobbling into their game against New York. And that was another thriller. That was a thriller of a game. It's the type of game I've been long wanting New York to play. They knew they were going to play run and gun, wanted to get out in transition. Why? Because essentially Dallas came into that game, a must win game for Dallas. They came into that game with seven healthy players and somewhere in between also Kayla Thornton. Uh, rolled her ankle a few times and wasn't necessarily healthy. But Kayla Thornton comes back in the half strong. Arike Agumbawale, hello, hello. We're going to talk about Arike in a little bit. Amazing, another amazing performance. Took that game over. No Satu Sabali, no Alicia Gray, no Izzy Harrison, no Astudu. So many injuries, so many injuries. No Mo Jeff, no Mariah Jefferson completely depleted team Arike get it done Arike get it done the icon the icon she came into I didn't even talk about this y'all she came into a <laughs> a post-game press conference where she dropped 38 points with a black hat that read icon and a white t-shirt with her own face like her own face on it her face and her name you can check it out go follow Arike on social media because now that shirt that she was wearing was available it's the first time I saw it and I was like yo sis is bad yo she bad she bad she's bad you know and I'm a little bit mad at myself I'm a little bit mad at myself for playing into something I don't even really believe I don't even really I don't even really believe that MVP means best player on the best team and I was kind of sleeping on even putting Arike in an MVP conversation. But when I tell you these numbers, when y'all when y'all hear these numbers, though, I don't know. I don't know how you don't take serious an Arike Agumboale for an MVP candidate. But we have that coming up in the next segment. I'm going to give you the peak performers. I'm going to go over, again, it's playoff season. That means it's award season. We're going to do all that. And I'll tell you about your girl, Arike Agumboale. And I'm going to tell you about your girl, Arike Agumboale, a.k.a. the icon. As I mentioned at the top of the show, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto Dot com with the ever increasing number of makes and models on vehicles it is now nearly impossible to stock all of the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront so why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts from their computer why why deal with all of that when you can hop on your mobile device, you can hop on your computer and head right over to rockauto.com, a family business that has been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for your auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals as do-it-yourselfers. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Again, write or type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know 
we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So before, all right. In the last segment, I was gushing a little bit over Arige Ogumbawale. I also told you I was going to get into some thoughts about Erica Hamby. And that is because, as I've mentioned multiple times over again, can you tell I'm excited? It is, for some people, spiced, pumpkin spiced latte season. Can you tell I don't drink coffee? For some, it is sweater season. For some... There's all kinds of seasons, but for me, I'm most excited about awards season, about WNBA awards season. The Wubble was insane. So much spice. I already played a clip from James Wade. Uh, just, Just so much. I'll meet you in the lobby. I'll see you in the lobby. I'll see you in the lunch line. Come on, DT. Come on, Sue Bird. What are we talking about? Natalia Chanwa, if y'all sleep on us, ask Seattle what happens. Come on, that's all the spice I need. I don't need pumpkin spice. I got wobble spice. But part of that goes to awards. And so, as promised, I'm going to go over not only the WNBA Peak Performer Awards, so these are your top performers in statistical categories but before i finished recording the associated press also dropped their awards gonna give you that all right first we'll start with the scoring average the the leading scorer of the WNBA is none other than i'm sure you didn't guess arike ogumbawale averaged 22.8 points in a 22-game season, in her second season. That's a lot of twos. I love I love 22. That's my number. That's my number, y'all. Shout out to Cheryl Swoops. And so this is her first scoring title in just her second season. She is a 2019 All-Rookie team selection coming into this season. But on the final day of the season, she scored 26 points, and made a go-ahead basket with less than 13 seconds remaining to get the Dallas win over New York. So that's what I was talking about in the earlier segment. Now, New York, oh, I, I believe it was Kia Stokes. Congrats on the contract extension, Kia Stokes. But Kia Stokes, roughly 15 seconds on the clock. New York has the lead and the ball, and she takes a mid-range. She takes a mid-range shot. There was nobody to collect the rebound, just her. And that's how Arike ends up with the ball in her hands. Less than 13 seconds. Gets the win for the Dallas Wings. Um, so, Arike. Again, someone that I didn't really have in my MVP conversation. I don't know. What do y'all think? Should should Arike Agumbawale, the leading scorer in the league, have been in the MVP conversation? Now, I have always said MVP don't have to be on the, the best player on the best team. It's most value added to their team. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. I've been talking about Satsu Sabali and how I think she deserves some rookie of the year votes. I do. I do. I do. But man, maybe I've been sleeping. I've been sleeping on MVP. I've been getting like, you know, maybe Enrique Gumbawale deserves some votes for MVP. What do y'all think? Let me know. Make sure you're following me at elindsay08. 
E-L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-08. Let me know. Arike, MVP candidate or nah? Just let me know. Some of the other top performers in scoring, Asia Wilson, speaking of MVP, Asia Wilson ranked second overall with 20.5 points per game. Dewana Bonner, 19.73 points per game. And Stewie, another MVP candidate, 19.7 points per game. DT Diane Shrasi in the mix as well. Arike Agumbawale. Can we just talk about can we just talk about this? Can we just talk about this? Arike Agumbawale averaged more points than two current like top three MVP candidates for 2020 and Diana Taurasi. Dewana Bonner lights out for Connecticut. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, y'all. I, I have to apologize. I would like to apologize to Arike Gumbawali, aka the icon. I would like to apologize because I didn't, you know, I don't have a vote, just so you know. I do not have a vote, but I probably should have been speaking your name a little bit louder for MVP. All right, we're going to someone who is probably in the mix. A lot of people think is in the mix for MVP, and that is your rebound champion. I love rebounds. I love rebounds. Any of y'all who sees me tweet on game day knows that I love rebounds. Candace Parker, in her 13th season, averaged 9.7 boards in 22 games. This is her third rebounding title and her first since her back-to-back peak performance awards back in 2008-2009. She is already a two-time MVP uh, winner, and she posted 10 or more rebounds in 12 games this season. Over half of her games, she had more than 10 rebounds. Insane. She didn't get the Quigley Roundup. I'll talk about that in a little bit. She didn't get the Quigley Roundup here So she didn't average, she averaged 9.7 rebounds, not 10 rebounds. I don't know, man. Math is something else, man. Math is something else, but we're going to get to that later. Uh, Anyway, so um, she grabbed her season high was against the Mystics just last week where she brought down 17 rebounds against the Washington Mystics. Uh, other leading rebounders in the league, Alyssa Thomas, ranked second overall, 9.08, oh, 9 point, bleh, let me get that right, 9.048 rebounds per game, Nafisa Collier, 9.045, and Brianna Turner, 9 on the dot rebounds per game, Mystics forward Maisha Hines-Allen, also at 8.9 rebounds per game game. I talked about Slooty. I played the clip from James Wade, so I teased a little bit. 46 clips. Do you know that James Wade, let me play it for you again. Did you say you had sent in 46 clips? Yep. Um, And is that including last season? I know you had mentioned in the past uh, that you had sent in clips to the league office uh, after some games with the Aces, um, or is that just this season? No, I sent in 46 clips from last game. Why am I bringing back the T? Because listen, if he had 46 clips on hand for one game, you best believe the Chicago Sky had it categorized for this award. Courtney Vandersloot, your assist queen. Now, some people, they don't call her the point god. I know Gabby Williams does. Candace Parker, Chinea Gumake, not so much. 
Either way, she's the assist champion. She has a four-peat, a four-peat on assist average. This is her fifth overall because she also won in 2015. She averaged 10.0 assists in 22 games. Now that breaks the record that she previously held of 9.1 assists per game. Now there are fewer games in this WNBA season. So Vandersloot had less games to reach her season average from last year. And she crushed it. She set, as we know, the single game record with 18 assists um, against the Indiana Fever August 31st. Now here's the thing, 10.0. So now before today, this was at like 9.98 or something like that. It was something crazy where like, you know, a, a, an average person like me that just, you know, messes with numbers every once in a while, I'd be like, that's 10, you know, like, okay, maybe I give a little bit extra, but like basically it's 10 because you can't actually have 9.97 rebounds. You know what I'm saying? Like it's either or, or assists, excuse me, it's either an assist or it's not. So I don't know. That's just, I understand, like, I understand the math, okay? Like, don't come in my, don't come at me, don't at me. I understand math. Like, I get it. I get the concept, but also the concept doesn't make for fluid conversation. Like, so-and-so had 9.045 rebounds per, I don't know. I guess, but I guess accuracy matters, whatever. Okay, fine. So here's the thing, though. <laughs> When the regular season ended, when Chicago's season was over, they were saying like Vandersloot was like right there, but it didn't it didn't count as as a full ten assists per game. And then we find out on the Twitter machine, as I like to call it, uh, PR for the Chicago Sky, they sent in was it forty six? I don't know. I'm gonna have to find out. Either way, they sent in clips. Uh, Giving, what, giving proof of what they thought was the accurate count for Courtney Vandersloot. Seems that at least one assist that was unaccounted for previous was found, was given, and that assist being on the record and of record officially brings Courtney Vandersloot to an exact, which is wild, 10.0 assists per game. She reached double-digit assists 12 times in 22 games, including three games with 15 or more assists. That's wild. Who are some of the other players? Julie Alamon. Now, I know some people really like Julie in the Rookie of the Year conversation. I'm okay with it. I don't think Julie deserves more votes than Satu Sabali, but I'm okay with it. Julie Alamon for the Indiana Fever averaged 5.8 assists per game, followed by Jordan Canada at 5.5. Leilani Mitchell, solid, former Liberty Guard. I'm not, I'm not sad. No, not at all. Anyway, <laughs> Leilani Mitchell, 5.4 assists per game, and Chelsea Gray, point guard, point guard, point guard. I just like saying that. I don't know. So those are the peak performer, the peak performers. And I promised I'd get into AP because AP Associated Press gave us their award winners as well as first team. 
There is a 16-member media panel that votes on the weekly AP Power Poll, and Asia Wilson received 11 of those 16 points, beating out Brianna Stewart, who was second in the voting of those 16. She had four votes for MVP, Most Valuable Player. AP saying it goes to Asia Wilson. I don't know what the overlap is between the AP poll voters and the WNBA voters, so I don't know. We will find out. Candace Parker gets the edge over both Alyssa Thomas and Alicia Clark for Defensive Player of the Year. Parker received five votes. Thomas and Clark each had four. Ooh-wee. I I I like uh Clark or Thomas for defensive player of the year. I was on with Dishin with Pepper. <laughs> you know, just casually putting that out there. Who was I on with? Dishin with Pepper. <laughs> NBD. Rising media star had me on her panel. We're we're good. I told and for the record, Pepper Persley agreed with me that it had to be Alicia Clark. I think Seattle probably has the best defense. I mean, looking at a lot of different metrics, Seattle definitely has one of the top defenses in the league, and Clark plays solid defense. I don't know, though. Natalie, and I even kicked it over to her, I think, on the panel. I like I like AT, too, and AT doesn't get the love that she deserves for for how she plays. So if she can scoop up defensive player, I, I want to give it to her. All right, moving on. Crystal, Crystal Dangerfield ooh, was the runaway for Rookie of the Year in the AP poll. Um, let's see. I don't see the uh I don't see the tally here. They didn't give us the tally. Well, they say it's a runaway, but I want to know who else picked up Rookie of the Year votes. Come on, AP. Give us the tea. We want the tea. All right. I'll have to look that up. I'm not seeing it in the article right now. All right. Let's go to sixth woman of the year, Dierica Hamby. Uh, okay. I can, I can go with that. I, I can go with that. I wanted sixth player of the year. I want something to go to uh, Bria Hartley. And I think I decided with Pepper on that panel that Bria Hartley should be sixth woman of the year. Dierica Hamby. This is what I wanted to say about Dierica Hamby. I told you, sis put up just as many minutes as Asia Wilson, but technically from the bench. Like, come on, man. Bill, just start her. Just just start Dierica Hamby. Like, you know, what? what is the... I, I, I get... Okay, again, don't come in my mentions. Like, I understand technically what it means to be the sixth player like I get what you are implying like you don't start right essentially you're not starting but if you're putting up just as many minutes as a starter like I don't know I feel like you know we on some rope-a-dope stuff what y'all think what y'all think I think it's on some rope-a-dope stuff I think Seattle was like nah we not gonna we're not gonna play Sue she got a black eye. She might be concussed. Definitely has an, a, a, a knee something. We're going to put Stewie on the bench. She could probably go, but nah. Seattle played Vegas to a two-point game in the last game of the season to determine the number one spot. 
Ooh, now you have arrested Stewie. You have arrested Sue Bird. And you have Hamby and Asia having to put out that output out. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it. Maybe it's moot. I know I talked about this in the last segment. Maybe it's moot because they both have a, a, a double buy. I don't know. We'll find out. But I'm definitely eager to see how that plays out. You know, let's see. Let's see what Asia Wilson's motor is like. We know Dierga Hamby could do it. We've seen her do it over the years. I think she's playing well, and she's not starting. I'm just saying she's not starting. So I don't know. I'm a little bit worried about fatigue for Asia Wilson, but we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but Nigelani, most improved player. I like this. I like this a lot. Uh, comeback player of the year went to Brianna Stewart. I didn't really think a lot about comeback player. I guess that works. I guess that works. Um, yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. All right, let's get to the goods before we head out into the next segment. The AP all WNBA team unanimous choice, uh, was Asia Wilson and Brianna Stewart. Uh, other players were, uh, I'm assuming this is Candace and not Cheyenne Parker, Candace Parker, Courtney Vandersloot, and Enrique Agumbawale. The second team was Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins-Smith, Dewana Bonner, Alyssa Thomas, and Nafisa Collier. All right. Okay. Dangerfield, Satu Sabali, Kennedy Carter, Julie Alamon, and Jazz Jones. All rookie squad. I like this squad. Let, let me just read this to y'all again. Crystal Dangerfield, Satu Sabali, Kennedy Carter, Julie Alamon, and Jasmine Jones. All rookie team. Now, by just looking at this list, though, that's a lot of guards. So I guess it was a positionless list, if you will. Uh, I mean, okay. All right. Either way. I mean, y'all could make a one through five, probably. Who was a center? Rookie center. Maybe that's maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the issue right there. I mean, Cox didn't play a lot. Who else was there? I mean, you can't go. Kylie Shook was probably more of a four. All right. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I'm indifferent. I'm indifferent. Uh, and I already gave you player of the week, Maisha Hines Allen. I like that. The top of the player poll to finish out the regular season. So again, okay, this is the AP. I don't, again, 16 voters for AP. I don't know how many of them overlap for WNBA votes. There are more than 16 voters. I think it's closer to 46, close uh, somewhere in there for the WNBA. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I really want to know. I really want to know these numbers for Rookie of the Year. It doesn't say it was unanimous, but it says it was a runaway. Is that the same thing? I don't know. A runaway and unanimous? I don't think that's the same. All right. Either way, I'm going to mull over this because obviously I'm very invested in this AP poll now as I'm reading it live because I didn't have it when I, I put up my show notes. came out as I was recording. But coming up next... I'm going to talk to you about something cool that W Slam is doing and you get to vote. So many amazing uh, voices, but I got to give Camille a little shout out. So, okay, what W Slam is doing is the 
WNBA People's Choice Award. So I'm going to link, I'm going to open this link as I'm on the podcast with you. It's you go to the link. So find WSLAM on your social media platform of choice. You go to the link 2020 WNBA People's Choice Award. Here we go. The Wubble gave us a lot. And it's your turn to decide this year's regular season award winners. So you get to vote on MVP, Most Improved Player, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Sixth Woman of the Year. I like to say player. Sixth Player of the Year. MVT'd up. Most likely to get a tech in a game. Is that even a... I'm not even going to, I want y'all to look at this list and see see the options. I just want y'all to see the options. MVT'd up. I love that. Most likely to get a tech in a game. Most likely to meet a ref in the lobby. Ooh, okay. Uh, You know what? I like the variety on this question. League fits MVP. Ooh, okay. League fits MVP. Slam kicks MVP. Ooh. Ooh, I have some thoughts. Best bench mob. Four teams. Who you got? Best trash talker. Wubble baby MVP. Wubble content queen. Mm, Okay. And you also have a write-in. Just like you have the option to write in when you are voting in the election. Are you registered to vote? Have you filled out the 2020 census? I will also have links in the description if you need any information on that. But make sure you're voting, y'all. And remember, you can fill in the bubbles, but you can also write things in. It's your vote, your choice. Make sure you know that. Don't believe the hype. Your choice, because it's your vote. That's all I'm going to say about that. Anyway, want to give some W Slam love. I'm going to fill mine out. I about have filled it out while I was reading it to y'all, but I'm going to go ahead and fill that out. So um, just some fun stuff. As we get into the WNBA postseason and then eventually the offseason, I really do want to bring on more of these voices. So I want you to get familiar with the names that I've put out here because I'm going to have them on the show. We're going to kiki and kick it, and it's going to be a good time because women's basketball coverage gets better the more fans like you are interacting with the digital content that is out there. There's so much out there. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. But now we're going to take you to what you really want to know is how to watch the WNBA playoffs. And of course, my picks, Erica Lindsay Ayala, a.k.a. Auntie. I'm going to give you my picks. All right. So tonight, my picks for tonight, Tuesday, September 15th, we have the eighth seed, the Washington Mystics take on the fifth seed, the Phoenix Mercury And we have the seventh seed, the Connecticut Sun, will face off against the Chicago Sky, seven and six. And that's going to be the first game, actually. That's going to be at 7 p.m. Tuesday, September 15th. That's today. Holla at your girl. It's going to be a good one. That is going to be on ESPN2, both games tonight on ESPN2. So 7 p.m. and then 9 p.m. For Connecticut versus Chicago. Oh, man, both of these teams are really banged up. (sighs) I'm going to give the edge to the Connecticut Sun. They have Dewana Bonner, Breon January, some 
players on that Connecticut Sun team that got to the final, took Washington to game five. Um, and Kurt Miller really has shown that he can progress each season in the playoffs. You know, the big joke with Connecticut when they first started making the playoffs was, ah, they can't get to a series. This season, I, you know, I don't think you can hold it against anyone, almost anyone, for not being able to advance to the playoffs. So many injuries. The biggest loser of the season are injuries. How many times have I said that? Um, so I don't hold that against Kurt. I think he can coach his team uh, and his team, whether together or not, together as players or together with him or not. There are more players on this Connecticut Sun team that have been in the playoffs than there are for the Chicago team. And that matters. Veteran leadership matters in the WNBA. I'm taking the Connecticut Sun. Oh, Washington Mystics versus the Phoenix Mercury. This has to this has to be a Phoenix win. Uh, if Phoenix does not win this game, it's the biggest upset, hands down. Hands down, big upset. You know, no disrespect to Washington. I know I said to put some respect on Washington's name when they entered the bubble. They've had some pretty bad injuries. They're, I mean, they're on that four-game win streak, so that means something. Fought and clawed to get that eighth spot, but now they're going up against Diana Taurasi? Diana Taurasi almost never loses in an elimination game. Come on now. You know you're going to hear that on ESPN a time or two tonight. But not only DT. Skylar Diggins-Smith? Skylar is on some, on some next level stuff this year, Ming. You know? Feeling disrespected. You know, feeling some kind of way about... Maybe she wouldn't be the same player that she was after giving birth to her child. Drama with Dallas. Not really feeling all the questions about asking her about being in, in the wobble and social justice. Skylar been playing with a chip, all kinds of chips on her shoulder this season. I wouldn't mess with I wouldn't mess with that. I'm taking Phoenix, which means that if Phoenix advances. If Connecticut advances, that's the, the five seed and the seven seed. So that means Connecticut will play Los Angeles and Phoenix will play Minnesota. Ooh I get to give you those picks on Thursday. Uh, and I might need till Thursday to, to make my determination. But I will bring you some sights and sounds around the wobble for Thursday, getting you ready for the second round of elimination games, also at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., also on ESPN2. Minnesota's waiting for their opponent. Los Angeles waiting for their opponent. It's going to be good, y'all. It's going to be good. So, hope you stayed locked on women's basketball all week. We've got a show from Lindsey Gibbs tomorrow. I come back Thursday, and of course, Howard Megdal holding us down on Friday. And then we get to start all over again. We'll be getting ready for the semifinals with Gabe and Amy kicking off our Monday coverage. Can you tell I'm excited, baby, with a capital A? I know that's college. That's NBA. Dick Vitale. 
I went with it. Make sure you're following Locked On Women's Basketball at Locked On WBB. If this is the type of hype that you want on Twitter, make sure you're following me, elindsay08, and I will be back on Thursday. I'll give you my predictions for who's going to win in the second round and what we will see in the semifinals. Until then, Erica Ayala, out.